Now breathe in and out. One, two, three, breathe, breathe, breathe. and welcome to another episode of stoned and social this is the podcast where we get stoned and then we get social i am your host namaste nat and this week we will be chatting about an apex predator you know the one i'm talking about sharks and they play a huge important role in the ecosystem by maintaining the species below them in the food chain and then serving as an indicator for the overall health of the ocean i love that they help remove the weak and sick as well as keep a balance with competitors helping to ensure that the species stays diverse but how do we as humans affect their habitat and vice versa This week, I've got Katie back with me to deep dive into the world of sharks. Welcome to the show again, Katie. Nice to have you back. Hey, Nat. Thanks for having me back. And I know that we're both excited to talk about sharks, even though it's not Shark Week. I don't want Stoner Lights being like, Shark Week's like, sharks are amazing any time of the year. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Yeah, just anytime. So don't if get you caught up want in Shark to, Week. No, don't get that's the one that's like Hallmark, like Hallmark holidays for sharks. Exactly. Like, yep, yep. So we're bringing it to you here in October because uh, we do things differently. Now, Katie, what are you stoned on today? Ooh, today <laughs> I am I'm did the edible again. I went back yes. to the edible route. Uh, and I am on happy fruit, peaceful pineapple. Ooh, okay. I just feel like I a like the sound of pineapple. it. <laughs> That's I love it. Sometimes I get edibles or I get things, and they, you know, they sound too cheesy. But then you have it, and you're like, no, that was the perfect name for it. So. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I'm on some Gumi gummies. You guys know I love this company, Gumi gummies. They hand make a lot of Delta 8 products and hemp products and their edibles are so good. They come in the perfect size of seven and a half milligrams. You can pop one of these and uh, yeah, get Gumi with your gummies. As I always say, they go all the way up to 50. Uh, The 25 ones like knock me out. (laughs) They just, I can't get past the 25 one. Um, Those are like special occasion ones. So (laughs) not today, not today. Now, Katie, before we dive into this world of sharks, and I'll, I'll try to stop with the ocean puns, but I do, <laughs> I do love a good pun. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, for one, you can keep the ocean puns all day long. <laughs> keep them coming. Um, so yes, I am a professor of parks and recreation. I guess the full is parks, recreation, and tourism. Um, and i also we'll talk about this a little bit later so within that role uh, i'm actually part of a research team and uh, it's me and a marine biologist and a psychologist and economist so we're kind of tackling uh this idea of shark conservation from all different angles um so what i also like to say is that i'm like a shark researcher adjacent Uh, I deal with, (laughs) I deal with the people, uh, the people who are around sharks. Um, But anyway, and then also uh, at night, I am a stand-up comedian here in LA. I like that you always say at night. You're like under the cover of night is when I do comedy. And I do, I recommend you guys check out Katie's uh, YouTube. I, again, I I like your jokes, your style. Um, I, Again, I'm I'm all for like just those zingers and you usually have them, especially with your storytelling. So I urge you guys check out some of Katie's comedy. And I guess we'll get right into it because a lot of people know that sharks and us humans have a really 
complex relationship and it's evolved a lot over time sharks themselves are a huge diverse group of fish that have been around for i was reading over 400 million years making them one of the oldest species on earth and us weak little biped humans we're pretty new in comparison our earliest ancestors started appearing around two million years ago so these are like ocean dinosaurs yeah and also uh if you think about how long i mean we've talked about this a few times just in the last few episodes of like how humans are gonna destroy things <laughs> and, we're gonna, and we're gonna be extinct yeah. so it, like it's also a little bit scary with sharks because it's like you have survived this long mm -hmm. without going mm -hmm. extinct so yeah you're yeah. a little smart too <laughs> yeah yeah and it's always like what happened to you oh we happened so oh, yeah i i do like that sharks are found in like pretty much every kind of habitat including the deep ocean the open ocean they're in coral reefs they're under the arctic ice wherever they live they seem to play a really important role in the ocean ecosystem wherever they are and so i know they're constantly vilified as dangerous like a threat around the world but the global scale of cruel practice of shark finning makes it seem more appropriate to call sharks the threatened i know we do a lot of things with sharks and fins and they're like all kinds of things tell us a little bit more about their place in the ecosystem and what you're doing with the research you are a shark researcher don't say research adjacent <laughs> when you have more not when you have access to the researchers and yeah you're, you're a shark researcher yeah uh yeah so I will, I'll, I'll throw out a few things just in case, because I know that um, there are both, I'm sure, uh, listeners who are, are shark researchers, um, but then also there has just been an uptick in um, interest in sharks mm -hmm. and kind of almost like the citizen science. Um, so I'll, I'll throw a few caveats out there um, just, <laughs> just to make sure in case anybody's like, you actually don't know what you're talking about. Um, so primarily i look my the team that i'm on we look specifically at white sharks um, okay. so uh and and um i think that's one thing also um what's funny is like the great white shark oh, there's a yes. lot yeah because like there's so much like you say of uh of humans trying to get rid of sharks and everything else yep. and like this fear that we've uh been instilled with and everything mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. of sharks so it's a lot of um it's almost like is that maybe like crisis communication or something like branding yeah. like rebranding yeah. <laughs> that's like a big part um of what's going on in kind of shark conservation research land is just trying to make sure that people aren't necessarily thinking of them as these big scary things so again like the great white shark like um, mm -hmm, they're mm -hmm. a species of sharks they're they're white sharks um, and i think that these sharks the white sharks i read are they are among the top three species most likely to injure us but I think that's because they're coastal, right? So they're kind of all around where we're swimming on beaches that we like encounter them more than most sharks. Yeah, yeah. So, so a few things. So taking us back to kind of um, their impact on the ecosystem, you talked a little bit about that even in the introduction. So it is that um, sharks are considered an indicator species. Um, so when we can see how well sharks are doing, we kind of get an idea of, or any indicator species, we get an idea of the health of the rest of the ecosystem. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And so one of those things, uh, you know, like sharks will, they maintain a balance by, for one, they're taking um, predators, they're, they're keeping the populations of other predators um, mm -hmm. down things like that. And so whenever the sharks go away and they stop doing that, mm. then like, for instance, um, like grouper who feed on oh, herbivores, oh. who feed on bacteria mm -hmm. that eat our coral reefs, you can start to see where that chain starts mm. to go. So if the grouper explodes, then they're going to um, eat more of those, the, those fish or wildlife that eat the bacteria. So then 
those fish are gone. <laughs> and so then the bacteria take over the coral reefs. And so we can, you know, start to make some, I'm not saying like one-to-one, -one, but we can start to see how mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, sharks can kind of indirectly keep everything at bay. Um, yeah. We also get this, like what we actually have. So again, people are so kind of scared of sharks, but like stingrays, um, you know, like mm. right where I'm at around um, kind of, well, I'm in Long Beach right now, but Seal Beach and things like that. There's huge problems with oh, just yeah. tons of stingrays. And that's because their predators <laughs> went away mm. for a while. Um, and so when we have things like that, we have, you know, you have anything and it, we can start to see it then go into our restaurants and things where it's like, yeah, one example that I have written down here, um, oh, with the rays again. Um, so the mm -hmm, rays mm -hmm. will eat, you know, they like scallops, so they'll go in and eat up all the scallops. And so then fisheries, yeah, so then fisheries <laughs> will have been closing down and then restaurants have to change and it's like a whole, wow, yeah, crazy thing. Um, wow. So what happened kind of, again, just a very general, again, if anybody out here is like in the midst of it, they're like, you generalized <laughs> way too much. But, We're stoned. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. It's like, <laughs> stay with me, folks. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what happened was, of course, like you say, sharks were causing uh, fear. They weren't necessarily mm -hmm, causing mm -hmm. a problem, but they were causing fear. So the idea was get rid of the sharks. What good can they do? We get rid of them. Uh, mm. And so then the person that I am on this research team with, um, the marine, mm -hmm. marine biologist, that's what him and, you know, other researchers and shark conservationists have been working to bring back the white shark numbers. Okay. So what has happened is they have wow. been very successful at okay. that. Okay. That's good. <laughs> right. And then, so because uh -oh. they've been more successful, now we see them more on the uh -oh. beaches. And mm -hmm. because we have the technology like drones and things like that, that just the media of love. Course. Yeah, so now that's all we see is that we've got all these sharks, we've got a problem, mm -hmm, we've got, mm -hmm. when in actuality, the narrative needs to be, look how well we've- Look how many we have. <laughs> we've brought the planet oh, This is um, what I'm worried with, bees. Like sharks are the bees of the ocean. I just, um, I don't think people really understand the, the importance of sharks because like you mentioned a couple of times they are super important and responsible for moderating all of the animals that fall below them in the food web and that's things we don't even know about mm -hmm. until it starts to be an issue so let's let's talk a little bit about human effects on sharks because like i said we have had a huge impact on sharks mm -hmm. directly and indirectly and it's resulted in various consequences for their population and their ecosystems, which is also part of our biosphere. So they're highly vulnerable to our activities due to their slow growth rates, their low reproductive rates, and their late maturity. And so I mentioned finning before, but overfishing, from what I know, I'm an ocean nerd. I almost was a marine biologist and then decided not to, but I love the ocean. I love all the things in the ocean and overfishing was something that I read a lot about. It's the most significant threat to sharks worldwide. They're, they're targeted for their fins, which is used in shark fin soup and other products. Um, and it's not a, it's not even really like a it's a kind of scary process with what they do. They have to take it from a live shark and then they get rid of the rest of the body and they just throw it back in the ocean. And so this has been a huge, huge interference when we're seeing that decline of all these shark species. It's disrupting their natural population and then it collapses like you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've got the the overfishing and of course we can i mean we see all kinds of of problems with that um that happens with it and so then it's not only 
the people who are actually going after sharks, because also we know that like shark fishing recreationally um, is oh, yeah. a big thing in a lot of places, you know, it's mm -hmm. very similar to any other kind of trophy hunting. Right. Yeah. Um, but then Florida. we <laughs> we're looking at you, Florida. <laughs> what have you got? Oh, God. The amount, <sighs> the amount of animals down there that don't belong down there. Uh, yes. <laughs> we'll do a whole nother episode on just the wild animals of Florida. Um, but they also, they get caught up in that bycatch, too. So that's a big thing that, that kind of... And what's that for people who don't aren't familiar with that term? That's just really whenever you've got um, these commercial fishing operations um, and they're just kind of going out and they may not even be going for sharks. They're going for mm -hmm. other things, but they cast out, they use nets, they use uh, means like that to get them. And so they're getting what they want. Uh, but unfortunately, they're also getting all kinds of things that maybe they aren't trying to get. Uh, wow. But just kind of the practice that they do it, um, that's mm -hmm. how kind of sharks will get caught up in those also. Because they're not like specifically doing anything to stop right. catching sharks with it. They're just like, eh, it's, it came in the net. And then um, I know yeah. habitat destruction is huge as well because you're in a coastal uh, area you've got the coastal development you've got pollution you also have you know all of these things that we don't think about when we're building you know all these beachfront hotels that are eroding the coastal front line for these sharks and we get rid of things like mangroves and seagrass beds and coral reefs you're going to hear me say coral reefs a lot because man we are the coral reef problem is it scares me like it really genuinely scares me and they need these things because it's an important nursery area and feeding ground for many sharks and so when we got all this pollution from industrial and agricultural runoff that's contaminating the coastal waters that's affecting the quality and it's going to reduce all of the prey that sharks need to survive yeah i mean it is the coral reefs are like the scary part right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like have i like the bleaching and oh, oh god good. like i just it keeps me like it sounds silly but like i think about this at night i think oh my god what are the coral reefs going to do because i went to the great uh barrier to see it i wanted to you know i love scuba diving and i've heard it looks so different there now and so many things are not you know yeah. how they're supposed to be i think yeah i think that's a lot of of this where it's it's kind of scary because there's so much underwater you know there's yep. so much of our oceans that we don't understand we don't even know right it's, again it's space underwater we, <laughs> exactly. we're just like i mean you saw what happened when people tried to go down like no oh, we yeah. don't know things. oh my god yeah oh <laughs> like god. we don't know shit yet <laughs> yeah don't we started on that but yeah oh. it's uh um oh god my head's just full of everything. I'm like, hey, that's not what we're talking about today. Stay on track. You can't tell a stone person about You can't remind them about that other uh, thing. I mean, we can put a pin in it. Like, we can, yeah. for a moment, just remind people if they do want to explore the deep ocean, don't take a PS1 controller down right. with you. That's the first. You know, we don't need you to do, like, a full dissertation-style research on who you're going with. Nope. But, like, they pull out that controller and be like... I'm good. I think yeah, I'm going to no, go. No. Yeah. Seeing that, I would have been like, I would have just been like, give I'm me out. a refund. Like, no, yeah. No. Sorry. No. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, but no. And like you say, with the coral reefs and things, it is, um, it, you know, from a tourism perspective and things, we have things like last chance tourism, you know, and it's, mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. I think I've brought that up on here before where it's this idea of let's go and see it before it disappears where yep. it actually going to see it is making it disappear um yeah and so and that's and like we say it's like some people maybe only think of it from the idea that it is something to see so in their yep. mind if it's gone well too bad so sad they got to see it they got to see it exactly mm -hmm. but like not 
understanding of like how much the coral reefs make our world really matter yeah 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 Yeah. and that's because of climate change right Mm -hmm. that's that's gonna have to do with with climate change can you talk a little bit about climate change and its effect on sharks i mentioned habitat destruction but that's a little different than climate change right right yeah so um so yeah we have of course like we're building up Uh, We're putting more people, it's the same type of thing when we talk about wildlife on land, right? That we're building, we're building Mm -hmm. a lot more in their homes. um, And then we're getting mad when they come into ours. (laughs) And so it's the same type of thing when we're, you know, building out on oceans and stuff like that and coastlines. Um, But the problem too, though, with climate change is that it's it's disrupting the currents of the ocean um, outside mm-hmm. of the actual temperature itself. And so when we start kind of messing with the currents, then we're also messing with the food um, right. of uh, marine wildlife like sharks. Mm-hmm. And so then at that point, they become a little bit a little bit more unpredictable. So we yeah. can't it used to kind of hungry. Be, exactly. And so mm-hmm. but it used it is known um at least for the white sharks um here along kind of the west coast coastline it's known that whenever they go to a place and set up shop kind of for the season that they'll pick one spot and they'll set up and they'll stay Stay there around there yeah and so like for a summer or something you kind of can tell um Mm -hmm. but now it's becoming a lot more unpredictable of where they're going to set up shop because it's not necessarily like matching past patterns um and so for one they're they're kind of chasing and moving the food Uh, Mm -hmm. but then the other side of it is the temperatures of the waters so they are looking yeah so they're looking for cooler water um so they're going uh kind of like farther north than they would usually good luck, go sharkies hmm i said good luck yeah good they're luck. looking for cooler water <laughs> as we as it keeps heating up like as it, yeah how hot is it like, are you like unseasoned i think we're in the 90s here right now it's like we're we all trying to run 70 away from weekend it. yeah we're in <laughs> we're in the middle of october on the east coast and we had a 70 degree weekend so yeah yeah Mm-mm-mm. yeah so that's that's where like climate change is kind of coming in um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there as well yeah and so you mentioned shark tourism and this is this is how i kind of like had an introduction to sharks this ecotourism you know is often touted as a way to maybe help remove people's fears of sharks and try to help people realize oh they're important and these can have really positive benefits but it can also have negative impacts on the shark population if it's not properly managed so i grew up on the beach and went to college on the beach and i remember i wanted to do the thing where they put you underwater and you get to feed a shark in a cage right mm-hmm. and again thrill secret heart i was like ah this would be fun <laughs> and we get down there and the guy had been joking with a bunch of people like even before it's like ah the sharks are hungry i didn't feed them today mm-hmm. and we get down there and something happens and our cage just flies open when oh, he God. butts his head into it and like i've never moved quicker in my life i grabbed the gate and i was just holding it and we're like trying to get him to pull up and you could see that the guy who was running it was terrified when he Mm -hmm. pulled us up he was like oh you guys it's it's free it's free not gonna charge you and i said like why you know why do you think that happened because you know he and he said i think this like honestly he's like you know this is this is my job and like i'm telling you this but like i mean it i think it's just the sharks just fucking tired of people <laughs> just <Yeah>. tired <laughs> of people being down here and like you know dangling food and teasing them and so um i made a promise to myself after that that i was like you know what 
let me look into things because I know there's unregulated shark tourism activities where you're, like I said, you're baiting, you're feeding the sharks, and this will alter their natural behavior. Because if they know you have it, they're going to come to you to get it. And that's when they get aggressive towards you, um, which Mm -hmm. is interesting because like, you know, you think you're doing something fun for the sharks, but you're not. So tell us a little bit about how this kind of tourism gets you know i guess kind of played out because they wanted to interview us on the news they were like oh we heard and we were like no no yeah like it wasn't that serious um but tell us how this affects the general perception of sharks out there in the world yeah so there's a few different things with with the idea of shark tourism um and so, uh, yes, what you were talking about with like shark diving and things like that, that's a lot of what people think of as kind mm-hmm. of, uh, the idea of shark tourism, because, you know, like while sharks, you, you can always see the fin and stuff like that. They're not going to give like the same show as like a whale watching tour, yeah. you know, they're not going to do that kind of thing. Um, but the problem is, is we've got to figure out a way to kind of marry the two and figure out (laughs) so this kind of all starts with um the i don't know if i'm jumping ahead here but we've got this idea of (laughs) uh the jaws effect um Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. the thing is is that like scientists have actually done research on this and it was it can be pinned back to when jaws came out that really that we switched our perception and we started fearing sharks as though they were just human eating machines. That's um, a mechanical shark, fools. <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it, they can see that it can be linked back to that because of that uh, mm-hmm. portrayal of sharks that they're just kind of these hunters that they're going to come and, and get you out of your bed and yes. eat you and all of this <laughs> and including like clothes and all. Uh, wow. but the fact of the matter is, is that's not, that's not the case. And we have, uh, you know, as much as there's drone footage of how much sharks are around you, um, mm-hmm. that's kind of the important story that the media doesn't tell is yes, there's that many sharks in the water, but how many people were in those waters and mm-hmm. never even knew it? So never knew a shark was there. Yeah. So if a shark is that close to you and truly just wants to come and eat you, it will eat it's gonna, you. It's going to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what they're finding out is really about the only, um, so, uh, so the, I'm learning the lingo as I'm on this team longer and longer. So we don't say shark attack. Um, okay. it's a negative, Encounter. it's a negative human shark interaction. Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know if the actual true. people who have had one, uh, <laughs> call it that or not, <laughs> they might have other words. Um, but anyway, and so a lot of what they have with this is a lot of times it's a shark mistaking a human for like a seal. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times what we have is um, like a surf, you know, surfers get hit. And so if you think about what a surfboard and a body laying with dangling arms and legs yeah. off it from the bottom looking up could look like, like a, a seal. Fat seal. Yeah. yeah. So that shark's going to come up and take a bite. But unfortunately, its bite is so strong that it's going to do damage, even though it's like, mm-hmm. whoops. But if you notice a lot of times, you know, we can always have examples of extremes, but for the most part, a lot of the bites that we hear about, they'll get bit once and then, and then go the away. shark goes away. So it's like, yeah. whoops, not what I was looking That's for. That's not what I was going to eat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, la- uh, I think today, actually, I went because I knew we were going to be talking about this particular uh, topic mm-hmm. and I just typed in shark attack that's it i just typed it in and so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna read you some of these headlines that are all (laughs) these are all from the last 24 hours i'm gonna read you a couple of these headlines la times surfer injured in possible shark attack in northern california Mm -hmm. surfer suffers injuries from possible shark attack in pacifica 
shark attack surfer in Kauai sends him to hospital with leg wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, surfer injured by possible shark bite to leg in California beach yesterday. And so I like that they, they say attack, but they also say possible because mm-hmm. I think, like you said, if you've ever, I've, I've been on the beach when someone did get attacked by a shark in college and it was mm-hmm. terrifying, but it happened exactly like you said, the shark came bit the girl and her leg unfortunately but Mm -hmm. then he was gone and immediately my school and the news and everyone in that area was like we gotta hunt down this shark Mm -hmm. he's gotten a taste of human blood (laughs) like you know he's gonna come back and of course he never did it never that never happened again it was kind of like you know i'm i didn't even think about the things when i was 20 but thinking about taking away their food sources and then having them literally just try to go where the food is. It's not their fault. We're in their habitat. Um, Humans are one of the only creatures that I have found that we will not adapt to our habitat. We make our habitat adapt to us. And when we do that, we fuck up things like sharks. Like we, Uh we, we don't want them near us, but we're also doing everything we can to bring them closer to the shores without realizing it. Right. Yeah. So that's, and so it's like also, so, you know, again, I do the tourism and recreation part of this. And Mm -hmm. so it's, Mm -hmm. we also have a lot more people in the oceans than Mm -hmm. we have Mm -hmm. in the past. You know, that's something from the pandemic is people got a lot more into these recreation activities. So we've got more people, we've got more sharks. So inevitably you're going to have some people, some things crossing paths. Yeah. But here's where I say like the Jaws thing. So I, if you are familiar with Jaws, so I say like, yeah, I'm a little bit kind of like the mayor in <laughs> Jaws because it's like, guys, we still got to have tourism, right? Yeah. Like we can't yeah. just shut down the beaches, you know, it's 4th of July weekend. Yeah, we can't shut it down. So that's so like I'm in the middle of kind of these two worlds where it Mm -hmm. is like, you know, if the the marine biologists and them had their way, it would be like, no, if you if if you can't live with the sharks, like you say, then get the people out of the oceans. Yeah. Whereas the tourism folks are like, hey, this is starting to impact our economies here. Mm -hmm. Like we've got to get rid of the sharks. And so that's where kind of this this bridge of shark tourism would come in, um, where I'm trying to kind of play it, is just kind of get input from both. And what mm-hmm. what would a sustainable shark tourism uh, excursion look like? Yeah, um, yeah. Because what we're finding out from the psychologists then on our team is... Uh, these fears that we have they are you know they're learned fears that we Mm -hmm, get mm -hmm. um but the more education we have uh for one the more education we have about them and also if we've ever actually seen one in the wild those two things lower fear levels Mm -hmm. and so then people won't you know they'll they'll maybe be more safety conscious they'll maybe do whatever Mm -hmm. so so that's kind of her um argument is we do have to get people out by the sharks Mm -hmm. because then that might help lower their fear of sharks and we might start to you (laughs) know that's such a catch 22 yeah people don't want to hear that but i i learned when i was researching for this episode that according to data from the international shark attack file isaf there's an average of 80 unprovoked shark attacks worldwide every year and only a small percentage result in fatalities and so Mm -hmm. with that like that that sounds so small when you consider how many oceans we we have how many people are in it like you were saying in -hmm. contrast we do pose a greater threat to sharks when millions of them are being killed every year Mm -hmm. and they're only getting us back for like 80 they're like yeah you know you look like a you look like a seal um (laughs) or maybe someday they just have a bad day 
Yeah, some days they're just like, some days we just look like assholes. Forget it. (laughs) Like, I'm going to go get that one today. I've been there. Yeah. 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 So I just, I think that's really interesting. And I like that there's laws in place that have made, uh, you know, on the international level, Mm -hmm. they're all about the the coastal implementation of the local laws. They want to protect these shark populations. And so I like seeing these things, but I know that it's going to take more than that and this is why i don't like the news that you're talking about (laughs) you know the jaws effect because news consumers need to really critically evaluate the information Mm -hmm. that they're being presented and seek out these reliable sources so that you can understand more about sharks like if you think there's a lot of shark attacks go read about it go figure out why and then when you get slapped with facts like the 80 you know only 80 people take that into context like that's a great way to get you to click things that's clickbaity but that might not be the whole truth now if we are going to go out into the ocean and be best buds with sharks because i think they're fascinating um and i think it's essential to figure out how to exercise caution and safety when you're around these animals. So mm-hmm. let's let's share some shark safety tips. Ugh, try to say that stoned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you I'll let you start off with a shark safety tip. Ugh. Yeah. So um let's see. So for shark safety so another thing to think about just kind of to piggyback on some of the stuff that you were saying there about the media um something that i find i get really annoyed um but also part of it is that i really uh like how it turns out a lot of times um because for the past two summers uh if you watch network morning news so like the today show good morning america whatever they love it they cannot wait and it's it is every morning during the summer of just like what's lurking in your water yes they do love that shit they do yeah of like the beaches so then what happens is so here's where it affects the economy and where it's just like to the media folks like you are causing damage because you are causing Mm -hmm. panic and so but like we say with the educate yourself um, and things is what I'll get to as like kind of um, how to feel better about it. But so we're concerned about the family in Nebraska who has a trip to Florida planned um, and they see this these news mm-hmm. things going and they're just like, I can't do that. I can't do that to my kids. It's too risky. It's everything mm-hmm. else because they're not around them. And mm-hmm. then they'll have people on who have, you know, had a negative interaction with a shark. And this could be, I've watched young kids come on and do this and I've watched, but a lot of times the people who that happens to, it's just a game of numbers, right? So there are people who live by the coast and they're used to sharks. They understand sharks. And so when the uh, anchors will be like, well, are you ever gonna go back in the water again? (laughs) They're always like, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. And they're just like, yeah. yeah. And they say the same thing of like, I am in their territory. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. and like they'll just try so hard. So I guess that's what I'm saying is I'm talking to you folks in Nebraska. Don't cancel <laughs> your trip. Uh yeah, don't go. let them do that. But yeah, so that's the the biggest part is um to educate yourself. And so they're mm-hmm. so the people doing research are finding um you know, this, the tools and things are a lot more sophisticated. So they're figuring out more of their body language, more mm-hmm. of ways for us to be able to kind of read what it means. And so right. what I, yeah, when I say something like that is like, there's big things. And when, when we take this on land, what I always say is even like to groups of kids of like, have you ever been hiking like in a national park or something? and and what do you do if you see a bear and it's like you know the kids will say yeah like Mm -hmm. get big make noise and i'm like what do you do if you find yourself in between a mama bear and a baby bear and it's like well you do that's not where you want to be you never want to be and so it's like those are things Mm -hmm. that you know and those are Mm -hmm. things that keep you safe and so um so it's the same type of thing when we go to the ocean you wouldn't Mm -hmm. not go hiking right because you, you just, heard there's a bear out there yeah. you would just 
know, you would just feel. Educate yourself. Yeah. Go out there yeah. and get yourself in the best possible place. Mm -hmm. Um, to do it. And so that's the same type of things, but I'm, I've gone too far on that. No, one. <laughs> no, no, you haven't. And I, I think that's an excellent point you make that no, there is no, you ask kid what happens if there's a shark, they don't know, they're not going to exactly. raise their hand, they have no idea. And so I think, uh, you know, part of the problem is, like you said, there's a lot of fear around sharks. And that's it. It's just fear. It's not information. It's not information about them at all it's just you should be scared and so um i would love to see people learning more about what to do if they do see a shark fin yeah. and um you know what the proper thing is to do and that that comes into if you are going to be out in the ocean where you know there are sharks respect their space they're wild animals and in the same way that uh you know if you're going on a safari <laughs> respect that space don't go into places that you're not supposed to be do not approach sharks too closely don't try to feed them don't try to touch them don't get in a cage and get lowered down um <laughs> just keep a safe distance from them so that you can observe them and let them swim freely if the minute they feel threatened just like people they're going to go on the offense because that's that's their nature like they're they're sharks they're predators they're not necessarily preying on us but if we get in the way oh guess what we'll be on the menu right yeah it's like with any animal yeah it's like if you if you bug them you could bug a dog too much and yeah. that dog's gonna yeah. snap at you and let you know yep. i don't like that <laughs> and yep. again it's just it's it's unfortunate for so many reasons um, that when a shark does that, um, the mm -hmm. little dip in a shark's mind is a big is a big bite uh, mm -hmm. in our minds. Um, and that's the other thing that, you know, because a lot of people will ask us and, and things of like, you know, they'll laugh whenever we say like, you know, it's it's not that scary. It's whatever. And mm -hmm. and what I always want to reinforce uh is i'm not saying you should ever think of a shark as a nice animal <laughs> because oh, yeah. it's an animal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't care how one you feel with the ocean stick freed and roid like you can exactly. have you can have you can be best friends <laughs> with a wild animal but when that wild animal wants to act wild guess yeah what? it is it's a gonna act wild exactly it is a wild animal so like you say respect it respect its space mm -hmm. respect it so yeah if you do see any uh just like anything just kind of back away don't splash and scream and and make all of this because mm -hmm. if anything else that'll just confuse it even more um so again if you just act like a human it can kind of tell we've got drone footage of grad mm -hmm. i shouldn't say of <laughs> but anyway of of people in the ocean and we and you can watch sharks they'll the get sharks close and they'll away. kind of figure it out and they'll just turn around and go away on their own um, interesting interesting yeah so that just kind of goes into again anytime you're going to be in a place where you're sharing space with wild animals um try and go in a group um mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that makes yeah. sense so uh yeah because they i mean they're not really it's gonna be harder to single you out if you're mm -hmm. in a group as well um i also heard that you should avoid being in the ocean or swimming at dawn or dusk because this is when they're super active this is when they're looking for food kind of just like when we are breakfast and dinner for them and so try to avoid swimming in waters that are known to have sharks in them around that time and if you are i like what you said you know don't make a lot of noise don't get crazy <laughs> if you see a shark you want to stay calm right yeah yeah and and i mean if push comes to shove this is one of those things where um hopefully i never have to test it out and try yes. it. uh but it is one of those uh where they say just like you know if we want to give a shout out to florida again <laughs> of where they say like for a crocodile, what do you do? Mm -hmm. like punch it in the nose. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can do that with a shark if you want. Exactly, that's the same type of thing. And, and you don't even, there's some, if you'll see them on Instagram. And again, take note folks that you're watching it. <laughs> the ones that you see on Instagram, those are shark researchers. They've spent a lot of time. Yeah. Don't just go out and do it on your own. But they'll you'll just watch this one woman in particular and she'll just even just kind of 
brush their nose and just kind of push it away, almost like angle it in a different direction. Um, and I don't know the science behind why that works. Um, but yeah. I works. know they also have a thing that you guys do when you're doing research where you turn them. The reason we see so many sharks upside down when researchers are working with them and they go into a state called like tonic immobility when they're flipped upside down, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's wild. Just flip, a, just flip the shark upside down. <laughs> You'll be fine. fine. Just grab a hold of it. <laughs> touch its nose <laughs> you guys are like they're gonna report us for, they're like, you don't know the amount of false information that they're giving about shark safety <laughs> yeah, punching it in the nose doesn't work then you just tickle its belly um <laughs> No, it's like, I just, I thought that's so weird because I love sharks, but they have so many weird things about them. Um, again, like yeah. most things in the ocean are fucking weird and we don't, but sharks are super yeah. weird. Like you have this crazy predator and it's like, oh, if you just turn it over, it'll just go docile. But like, you got to get to that point where you can turn them over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys will use some of these safety tips, like the real safety tips, not the don't flip yeah. them over. We're kidding. Unless you're a researcher <laughs> and you've got practice doing that. Um, yeah. The tourism is a huge, is a huge, I guess, just a link for people with sharks. Either they're terrified of them or they're like, I'm going to see it in a controlled environment. That was mm -hmm. my thing as I was like, oh, the cage will be fine. But this you know this whole thing with us and the sharks like this is again guys i cannot stop banging on about capitalism <laughs> i know you guys are always pointing this out but the shark diving industry alone mm -hmm. generates more than 300 million dollars a year yeah and so they really want to keep us in the water with sharks but only the right kind of sharks and only a certain number of sharks and i want to see that change i want to see us be able to you know your stance you said you're kind of between both worlds but you are actually being like a shark peacemaker like you're a mediator <laughs> like you're like hey this is what's happening with the sharks and you're like i hear you humans but like i do want to get to yeah. a place where we can we can be with sharks in their natural environment and not be terrified of them or not feel like we need to curb their population because they have that under control like all things mm -hmm. considered like they 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 they've been around for 400 million years they know what they're doing we just got here we just got yeah here. we're new we're brand new and we're like hey guys want to hang out and they're like no quit they're quit like, bugging no. us they're like yeah. no i thought it might be fun before we wrap up to talk a little bit about some shark facts we were talking about the you know the the I think it's called toxic immobility when you flip them over but in case you don't know guys sharks don't have any bones at all none they're called um how do you say it um as at lassamabranchis or something mm, it's uh it just it's uh, <laughs> you're like i'm adjacent to the research <laughs> that's yeah that's one of the times i stay adjacent <laughs> um, but they're basically just cartilage, all of them. They're just hard, gristly stuff, like their nose, their ears, everything. They're just them. And I think also uh, you mentioned the, the stingrays, sawfish, skates, all of these are kind of that. All of their entire skeleton is all cartilage. And so, um, but they can still fossilize, which is interesting. Because they deposit yeah. those um, those calcium uh, salts that they get in their in their cartilage, and so that's how it gets strengthened. Like it's, it's weird that they don't have bones. <laughs> exactly. Well, that it's should go weird. into the educational piece of it. Of like, how can you be scared of something that <laughs> they don't have even bones? have bones? Right. They don't even that's, have bones. That should just be the beginning and end. They don't have bones, <laughs> but they do have fucking good eyesight. Hmm they've got good eyesight they've got good eyesight at night 
they can see colors. I know the back of their eye, when we're used to seeing that little scary, like Jaws eye, they didn't even do it right, but they have a reflective um, piece in the back of their eye that helps them look at low light and dark things really well. Do you know any other um, shark facts? Nothing like that. I'm trying to think of what Have like, you touched oh. a shark? Have I, I have touched a shark. Yes, yes. Tell us, I've touched one too. How would you describe their skin? Well, I think it's just kind of like you're saying it's, you want it to be different. You want it to be like, oh, but it's like very similar to touching like a stingray, which by the way, also just weirds me out. I'm not, I'm not. (laughs) Like it's it's almost a little bit weird that I'm on this team now because I grew up, you know, a flatlander in the Midwest where I <laughs> I like to have land on both sides of my water features. Um, so yeah, so a lot of like the ocean animals mm-hmm. just weird. Yeah, me they're weird. The they're F weird. Out. I'm just like they're weird. I feel like stingrays look like little old men, like their faces. <laughs> oh yeah, with their faces. Yes, that's a great explanation. I I think what we're saying with all of this is that the relationship between us and sharks it's complex, and they mm-hmm. we've sh- we've shared the ways in which we think they play a vital role in marine ecosystems as those apex predators that they are. And the interactions that we have sometimes can be negative with them, but we're trying to understand their behavior and promote responsible ocean use and implement some conservation measures so that we can foster that harmonious coexistence between sharks and human. That's what I want. Yeah, because I mean, it is it is scary. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what I kind of keep trying to to preach to the other people on my team is tourism has such an economic impact um, mm-hmm. that if you start messing with tourism, it they're going to, people are going to start um, doing some, some Weird really stuff. dangerous measures. Yeah. That, you know, the tourism dollar is always going to win. So I think that's kind of what I, I'm saying too, is like, of uh if anything depending on your relationship with sharks uh the, the listeners uh yeah. uh the advocacy side is huge so mm-hmm. um, the more and more people that we can get to kind of just understand that it's just another uh it's yeah. just another wild yeah. animal that we have to learn about that we have to live with um and not something to be feared um yeah i like that you know what should be feared though katie what's that <laughs> Munchie of the week. Munchie of the week. Now, we have two different munchies again. Until we get on our munchie game together, we're going to have two different munchies. And you brought up a classic. Oh, yeah. Share your classic munchie of the week. Yes, it is a classic. It's a classic childhood favorite um, <laughs> that I that I had uh, forgot about until uh, until recently, and that is just slapping some peanut butter on a graham cracker. If you haven't done it in years, folks, it's very cheap and it tastes just like a nutter butter when you're stoned, uh, and it is goddamn delicious. And like I said, Matt, um, as long as you just use like organic peanut butter, yeah, you can call it a healthy snack. Um, yeah. Don't look at the actual health facts. Just no. mind that way. Yeah, <laughs> it's peanut butter. Um, I, uh, I I also went kind of childhoodish, but I have. I've got some sour popping candy. Ooh. So it's been a long time since I've had those rocks that like pop, but I got some a couple of years ago that were that were like edibles. Um uh, oh, and so okay. I wanted to just go back and have some real ones. Oh my god, can you hear that? <laughs> I, I can oh hear it, gosh. yeah. Which like, yeah, it's science in your mouth. <laughs> I got green apple because um, I'm actually raiding the Halloween candy for the kids next week. So mm. I've got a basket by the front door, but I keep being like, ah, what's one piece? Um, yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to be going to the store again. 
Don't you worry. I really don't want to, but I feel like I'm going to. Now, Katie, before I really let you go, you know I want to play with you out of this world. But I don't really have a space fact this week. I do have something that I thought you would be interested in about space. Okay. And about sharks. Astronomers around the world are engaged in massive decades-long hunt for life outside of Earth. We know this. Okay. But there was an astrophysicist named Paul Sutter who contemplated if sharks could possibly live anywhere out in space and if so where the hell could they live he wrote this during 2020 and i was just curious to see what the nerds found out and they think they found a place possibly um europa which is the second moon of Jupiter. It's about the size of our moon. And if you just look at this moon, it kind of looks boring. It's just, it's just vast plains of ice covering its whole surface Mm -hmm. with some cracks, but guess what's underneath all that ice water. It's warm, gooey (laughs) water because it has the gravity of that planet that stretches and squeezes it and it's really warmed up. That's that tidal heating that you guys might remember from like seventh grade science, but (laughs) this heats the moon up from the inside out, meaning that Europa actually, even though it has hard ice on the outside, it Mm -hmm. has vast liquid water oceans under all of that ice and so we know we need water and sharks would need water but they'd also need oxygen right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but that's okay because europa has a trick up its sleeve at least potentially uv radiation from the sun can strike dust grains on the surface and that will liberate ocean molecules sorry oxygen molecules from the water and then that will worm its way down and be oxygen for underneath of that ice. Now, you mentioned they're looking for food. Mm-hmm. If you're in a, if you're in space on the moon to Jupiter underwater, not gonna have a lot of shark food. Um, photosynthesis is a hard no on Europa, but yeah. Uh, that little moon has some some stuff going on on some life here on earth is based on deep water ocean vents where you know those plumes Mm -hmm. of the superheated chemicals jet around all the water and then you get a heat source and you get chemical energy that's needed to sustain life and so possibly that could happen in Europa if the vents provide enough nutrients for life to survive, then sharks could technically live on the moon of Jupiter. Well, I was going to say, it just kind of sounds like you're describing like the Ice Age. Is that like <laughs> how? <laughs> I'm scared to say too much to show how little I know about things. I'm um, like, it's kind of, that's not far off, then, like, but yeah. Men are next. Yeah, up on yeah. there. Yeah, so it's, there could potentially be time travel. We should do it. We should do it. There could be a entire like complex food rep on Europa that sharks could potentially live on in the future this is bezos's future this is like elon and bezos's future just get sharks in space not like shark that's where they'll do shark tourism (laughs) you have to afford it (laughs) only for really rich people come up to the moon flip this shark on its back right Um, we'll let you ride the damn things up there I don't even want to know what kind of wafer they would create to make that happen. Um, yeah, maybe when we get our our space hotel, we'll yeah. have space sharks as well. Um, I'm I'm hopeful. just swimming, just swimming through the hotel. Yeah, I mean, we got this figured out here. 
We're ready. We do. We, when they we, call us you up. know about tourism. Like we, we're innovators. Yeah. That's what I like to say. Yeah. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> well, Katie, thank you so much for being on the show again, getting goofy with me and honestly teaching me. And I know stoner lights have learned. I know you guys have learned about sharks because I learned about sharks this week. Where can some of our fans follow you online check out some of your stuff? Um, let's see. You can find and follow me on Instagram at Kate D Dudley or uh katedudley.com so just two d's there on the kate d dudley um and from you gotta there, start saying katie double d i know that's what I was, <laughs> i'm like how is a great way to do it but then i'm always like is double d making it sound like i'm supposed to be trying i'm trying to be funny like i got big boobs <laughs> <laughs> says the comedian am i supposed to be trying to be funny um, yes, you I nailed it. Well. You yeah. nailed it. <laughs> we will put the links for, for all of Katie's information in the show notes. And you guys know where you can find us. We're on Instagram at Stoned in Social. We are also on the web at www.stonedinsocial.com. You can hit us up. Um, let us know munchies. Let us know topics you want to hear. Otherwise, we're going to be here same place, same time next week. Don't forget, namaste mindful of those sharks, guys. Bye.